So how can someone improve their gut health? Freaking out because we're not eating enough. Plant-based diet can be super healthy and sustainable. Hi, I'm Tiana Scaffi and you're listening to my podcast, A Change of Perspective, where I talk all things health and fitness related. You'll hear a range of unique perspectives from others every single week. So sit back, relax and try to take this all in. Hey guys, in today's episode, I have a very special guest and her name is Molly. She is a clinical nutritionist and unfortunately, we actually did film an introduction, but it got deleted. Like, how does an introduction get deleted? Anyway, so I thought I would introduce her a little bit so that you guys get to know her before she actually gives you the advice. So Molly, like I said, is a clinical nutritionist and she specializes in helping people create a healthy relationship with food emotional eating, plant-based diets, sustainable fat loss, and gut health. So in today's episode, Molly and I are going to be answering all your guys' questions that you always ask me, and that way you guys know that the answer is coming from a credible source, because I do know that a lot of influencers may be sharing like advice that isn't professional and you know, just bad advice, and I just want to make sure that all the advice that I give or share on my you know, my platform is something that will actually help you and comes from a professional who actually knows what they're talking about. And yeah, I think this will be really great and I hope you guys are interested. We will be covering a range of different topics from losing weight, gaining weight, gut health, plant-based diets, recovering from losing your period and a whole bunch more. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and without further ado, here we are. Basically, Molly and I have looked over a bunch of your guys' questions and we've kind of put them all together so that we can target a more general audience for all the questions. So let's just start and get straight into it. So Molly, what is the best way to lose weight? So in short, the best way to lose weight is through a caloric deficit. However, there's so many other factors that affect this such as stress levels, um, differences between sexes, not enough sleep, demanding mental work, computer-related activities, and so much more. So these factors can actually increase hunger and your drive to eat, however, does not increase your caloric output. This is why so many people with weight loss, um, sorry, struggle with weight loss or are not seeing results as despite their best efforts, there are underlying issues that need to be taken into consideration. Yeah, that's like definitely important. And sorry, I didn't actually tell you, like ask you this in the first place, but can mm. someone can someone struggle to lose weight if they're actually not eating anywhere near enough? So they're basically eating way too little? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's actually due to a metabolic adaptation. So pretty much our body freaking out because we're not eating enough. So as a physiological response, it holds on to more body fat because it thinks we're starving ourselves. Oh, yeah. See, that's very, like, that's so important because I see a lot of people, like, come and, like, ask me in my DM saying, I'm not, like, I'm eating this much and, like, I'm not seeing any progress and, like, tell me that they're eating, like, this really little amount of calories. And so that basically explains mm-hmm. it, like, super important. Okay, so how many yeah, calories? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
How many calories should someone eat to gain weight and muscle? So again, as a short explanation, a caloric surplus, i.e. you need to eat more. So the research is actually showing us that it doesn't have to be a huge increase in calories from your normal daily intake. However, you do need to make sure that you are eating enough, as we touched on before. So I also want to mention the type of calories and the state you may be in when you are looking to gain weight or gain muscle. So obviously gaining muscle when eating in excess can be done by consuming any type of food. However, it's really best to consume proteins and whole foods such as fruit, vegetables, legumes, whole grains, bread, rice, etc rather than loading up on sugar or higher caloric dense foods such as fast foods and stuff like that yeah yeah and also I do want to note that it's important that if you are trying to gain weight or muscle um if you are say I guess in a different state so it's going to be a lot different if you're recovering from an eating disorder and trying to gain weight, whereas uh, gaining weight for muscle or gym purposes will look very different. Yeah, that's so true, yeah. Mm. Um, okay, so what should we – oh, this is so, like, important. What should we be eating before and after a workout? Yeah. Cool. So that's a really good question. So before a workout, you should really be focusing on more high carbohydrate meals. So this would be things like eating bread or toast with jam or something like that, fruit, smoothie. But the aim is really to fuel yourselves before you work out. If you're eating more than 30 minutes before a workout, you may choose to add in some protein or fats to help keep you satiated throughout the workout. This could look something like uh, peanut butter and banana, peanut butter on toast, avocado on rice crackers, or adding some protein powder to your smoothie. But the only reason I don't recommend high fat or protein meals straight before a workout is because fats and proteins take longer to digest and therefore you might feel a little bit sick or nauseous throughout your workout. Yeah, okay, so that's actually... I can like kind of relate to this question because I used to be, um, well, obviously because COVID, I'm not racing at the moment, but like I'm pretty serious Mm. when it comes to cycling. And I remember last year, I remember last year I would go for like races and I would like refuse to have any like sort of carb like during the race because I thought it was bad for me. It was a very negative mindset. But like now that I look back on it, I still think it's super important, especially if you're doing like a really long workout that's maybe over an hour or I think it's 60 minutes or 90 minutes. You do need to refuel your body for that. So, yeah, definitely. And particularly if you're competing as well or you're doing exercises beyond that 60 minute mark, you may find that you need to bring um, a snack to have during the event or between events and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> okay, so what are your yeah. thoughts on a plant-based diet? Yeah, oh, 
also just quickly oh, yeah. um, with after a workout yeah. um didn't touch on the post-workout mm-hmm. meal but again you really need to be consuming carbohydrates to refuel those glycogen stores in your muscles and also a bit of protein um also protein sorry definitely and then a little bit of fats so this could look something like um a chicken salad with roast veg porridge with protein powder uh eggs on toast or anything like that oh okay that's cool because i normally oh that's actually something else i should add in there if someone is basically doing like wants to get protein in after their workout do you reckon it's important for them to have a protein powder or could they basically like i like to just have toast with some eggs and stuff would that be like enough yeah definitely so i always say that protein powder is amazing but it's a supplement and that's all it is so i always go for the food first approach if you can be getting your protein from things like eggs, um, toast does have a bit of protein in it, particularly if it's whole grain toast, uh, things like, you know, your lean meats, legumes, tofu, anything like that. If you can be having that instead of a protein powder, then I would probably stick to that. But protein powders can be really helpful, say, if you're having a sweet breakfast or something or uh, you're vegan or vegetarian and you just need something to top up the, those protein, um, sorry, the protein in the meals throughout the day. Yeah, that's kind of like I like to have my meals, a meal after a workout because it's kind of my breakfast. And I guess the only mm. reason I... Most of the time, if I had protein powder, I would just beat it with porridge to make it more interesting or maybe like in a healthy treat or something for the day. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it can be like a yummy, tasty thing to add to, as you said, like your treats or uh, your porridge or something like that to make it taste a bit better. Yeah, exactly. Like it makes my treats Mm. taste so much better when I add it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so now that you were actually kind of going on to that protein and like having plant-based people eating protein, is what are your thoughts actually on like a plant-based diet? Yeah, so a plant-based diet can be super healthy and sustainable. However, you do need to be a little bit more cautious of what you're consuming to make sure you're meeting your nutrient and energy needs. So some nutrients of concern from eating a vegan or vegetarian diet that I often see are things like iron, vitamin B12, protein, zinc, vitamin D, omega-3 and calcium. Yeah. So, yeah. And I guess my best tip is to get yourself to think of what you're taking away from your diet and see how you can replace that nutritionally. I would also definitely recommend to go see a nutritionist or dietitian as well so they can help educate you on how to eat and thrive long term if you're serious about going vegan or vegetarian. Yeah, and I guess it's also important when it I think when it comes to products, this is one thing that I'm cautious of if I ever get like a plant-based milk or something, I always make sure it's like fortified mm. with calcium. Do you reckon that's also important? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think whenever you're choosing a plant-based milk, it's super important to make sure that it's 
fortified with calcium. Yeah, so that's also something that you guys should probably be careful with because I know that some like plant-based milks actually don't. And then I think that's one also common thing that people don't get enough in their diets from like what, like some of my friends are plant-based and I can see that when they're like eating, they don't get that much calcium. And I think that's because my mom always ingrained, mm. ingrained in me at a young age that I need to always have like milk and a lot of calcium to like help my bones. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's becoming more common um, that, you know, people are getting osteopenia or osteoporosis, which is uh, a bone disease pretty much, quite young, which is really, really sad. And I guess it's a lot to do with people cutting a lot of dairy out of their diet um, and replacing it with milks that aren't fortified with calcium. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what would you recommend for like a teenager that wants to go vegan or vegetarian and they're very like active? Okay. So again, a plant-based diet can be super healthy and sustainable. Um, but you do need to make sure you're eating your nutrient and your energy needs. So eating mostly plant foods can be a lot lower in calories. Therefore, it's recommended you're eating enough to sustain your energy needs, particularly if you're being uh, quite active. Uh, and again, of course, making sure you're getting in the right nutrients as well. Yeah, I, yeah that's really important. I actually know that like a lot of people like are starting to eat more plant-based and a lot of them, I think, are also very active. So yeah, that's great. Mm. So how do you actually know, though, if you're lacking in these nutrients? Oh, okay, so there are so many signs of nutrient deficiency. Um, I would say some of them would include fatigue or tiredness, feeling weak, hair loss or nail weakness, constipation, lightheadedness, feeling faint, depression, poor concentration, um, and even menstrual issues such as missing periods or on the other end of the spectrum, very heavy cycles. However, the main thing I would note is that um, kind of looking at if something feels unusual or off for you. So really tuning into your body and really see whether you feel a difference in your energy, mood, or significant changes in your body at all yeah that's very like important because I know that like when I was not eating enough even though this may not have been because of the nutrients it's also like if you may not be eating enough I guess I definitely did feel mm. some of those symptoms like I was very tired a lot of the time and I don't think I was that I had very like bad mood swings I guess and yeah mm. I think it's super important to like notice that maybe it's because of the food that you're eating, not because of like the workouts or something that you're doing. Maybe it's actually because you're getting tired because it's a, like a symptom of you not actually eating enough. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's another, I guess, huge cause of a lot of these symptoms is that people are either, yeah, not eating enough or not having as good quality diet or over-exercising as well. Yeah, exactly. And 
I never actually like asked you this question like in the questions but when it comes to like Mm. getting enough nutrients like what's one Mm. of your main like tips to actually doing this because I know that like I'm a creature of habit and most of my meals are pretty similar and I feel like I need like I don't know like how would I know if I'm actually getting enough nutrients because I know like a lot of people out there just had their go-to meals like would you still sorry this is like a very long question but would you still like (laughs) would you still get like enough nutrients if you are eating like similar meals throughout your week or yeah so I think um in general if you're eating a healthy balanced diet then you should be getting the right amount of nutrients um again it does depend on your genetics and actually how much you're eating and stuff like that um but if you're eating you know a good balance of uh, veggies healthy meats um, whole grains and fruits everything like that then you should be getting enough yeah exactly so and I thought we could like share this like what are your favorite meals and what if some of your favorite like snacks and yeah oh this is a tough one um This may sound weird, but I just love a big wholesome salad with roast veg, um, avocado or nuts, and then chicken or fish with lots of greens and herbs. Yeah, Um, that's like... Oh, yeah, you keep going. (laughs) No, no, what what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that's like one of my... Like, I remember I was obsessed with that last summer. Like, I'd always have it. It's like one of my go-to summer meals is like a big salad. Yeah, so good love it I feel like if you know how to make a salad right then it's just amazing yeah exactly like I remember I used to have the most boring salads but once you actually know like your favorite dressing some of your favorite veggies like it's so good <laughs> what yes else yes definitely yeah I've also been loving pasta lately um my favorite is a creamy green pasta with feta spinach I think almond olive oil and some spices blended up Ooh. The recipe for that's actually on my Instagram page. That's super yummy. I think I'm going to have to try that. That sounds good as. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I also love rice paper rolls. Oh, don't even start with that. That's like my <laughs> favorite meal. Like that's what I say. I'm a creature of habit. And that is literally the meal that I have all the time. Like I swear whenever like my sister, her boyfriend comes over he literally says, oh, what, are you going to eat rice paper rolls again for lunch? Because they're, like, so good. <laughs> they are, and they're so easy. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, it's, mm. like, I love, like, having salads and stuff, but, like, I just love rice paper rolls. And it's always, like, oh, I may as well just have rice paper rolls. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought I'd share some of my favourite meals as well whilst I'm at it. Let me think. So... Ooh. I guess because, like I said, like I've said this a hundred times, but I am a creature of habit, so probably my favourite thing, maybe for breakfast, I like to do breakfast, lunch and dinner. I normally, mm-hmm. like, have for breakfast, I'm so indecisive, so when I have enough time, I, like, have one piece of peanut, uh, piece of toast. Like, I like a sourdough multigrain. Mm-hmm. We have the best, like, one from the bakery around the corner, and we always have that. Um I have that with peanut butter and one with like a poached egg and avo, um, which is very different, mm. but I'm just very indecisive. 
And then no, I get the exact same. I have yeah. to have one sweet, one savory. Yeah, exactly. Like I can never decide. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um and then Yeah, exactly. For lunch, probably my favorite, like I said, it's probably rice paper rolls. Like I just have the rice paper carrot cucumber some spinach some chicken and some avocado and then I dip it in coconut aminos because it's just my favorite like little sauce dressing whatever you call it um yeah I literally have that for lunch nearly every single time I can make my lunch from home like can't have it at school because the avocado goes brown which is really disappointing but anyway (laughs) um my favorite dinner would oh that's actually really different I guess I really like to make healthy tacos kind of like I mean I wouldn't say they're that Mm. much healthier because I literally have like a normal taco and then I just add vegetables to it like I'll either have like maybe one or two not one I have like two or three taco shells and then have like a side salad on the side and I love that that's probably one of my favorites or homemade pizza I feel like with a Yum. lot of meals, yeah, I feel like with a lot of my meals, it's just a bunch of like, you know, your like favorite like meals, but just homemade and a little bit healthier. Like I swap out some of the ingredients and just put some more like nutrient ingredients in there, I guess. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, and what's one of so, your favorite snacks? Because that's actually one thing that I struggle a lot with. Like I always have the same snacks. I need to kind of venture out there. Oh, yeah, I'm a bit of a creature of habit with my snacks, actually. Um, I've been loving raw balls at the moment. I have two on my Instagram page, which I've been making on repeat. That was a cookie dough ball and a peanut butter filled brownie balls. They're so yummy. Yeah, I saw the peanut butter brownie one and I was like, oh, I need to make something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it feels like you're having the biggest treat. but they're also like higher in protein and a little bit of healthy fat. So they keep you full for longer as well. Yeah. So good. I've been really like, I've been on this healthy cookie like train ever since the start of the year. I've been making these healthy cookies and I don't have them every week, but like I like to make like a big batch of like these, like I'd say they're pretty healthy. Like they've just got like peanut butter, oats, um, some rice malt syrup and like, almond flour they've got I think it's pretty okay and I have them as like yeah. my afternoon afternoon snack or something and or I love having like seed biscuits or like rice crackers for like my snack at school or something like that and oh one more thing you did reply back to my story the other day you know those um koja bars oh yeah those are really good oh I'm like actually obsessed with them like I eat them so much now it's not even funny (laughs) I know I know they're so good yeah if anyone's listening you guys need to definitely go to Woolies and get your own because I think I I love the cookie dough one the best but there's like three I think I think there's three flavors and they just taste like fudge and they're so yum they actually do they're amazing (laughs) yeah and they're like the perfect size as well. Exactly. Like I, you think it's pretty small, but when you eat it, it's actually quite filling. But yeah, I really love that. Okay, yeah, so definitely. I know that you are very like into like basically gut health and like improving it and you share like a lot of like 
good information about it on your Instagram. So how can someone improve their gut health? And yeah. So with gut health, I mean, this is a topic I'm so passionate about. So I've got a lot to say, but it really depends on what your symptoms are and what outcome you're looking for to optimize it. Yeah. So generally... Mm. oh yeah I was just gonna ask actually what are like the symptoms of like bad gut health because that's like I don't even know what like the symptoms are so yeah yeah so I guess if you're experiencing significant gut issues such as um, constant changing in bowel movements I guess painful or uncomfortably bloated stomach nausea uh, IBS symptoms such as diarrhea, reflux, constipation, bloating, gas, heartburn, um, the need for long-term laxatives, but also even symptoms like poor energy and fatigue, a reduction in appetite and poor skin integrity, such as like uh, eczema, psoriasis and acne, and also brain fog and poor concentration. So I guess those last ones are sort of maybe things you wouldn't generally associate with poor gut health but they are actually really linked yeah okay so Mm. now that you've explained that so how can we like (laughs) actually improve it so um if you are experiencing these significant gut issues then these may be signs you need to work with a nutritionist one-on-one to determine the cause of your gut health issues Um, trust me I've experienced this myself personally and the longer you leave it the worse it becomes and the longer it will take to restore and heal your gut properly there's no one supplement or you know fix it pill that will help you um, because each case is so individual with these gut health issues yeah however if you have a generally healthy functioning gut, then the best thing to do is, I guess, really fuel your gut with fiber, um, have a real diversity in plant-based foods, try and reduce your stress levels, keep your body moving in, a little, in little ways every single day, and also prioritize your sleep. Yes, that's like super important. And I don't know, Mm. tell me if I shouldn't ask this. I can always cut it out, but (laughs) I don't know. Um, Did you, so did you struggle this yourself? And like, what type of symptoms did you get? Because like, I, I, if I had a poor gut gut health, how would I actually like, Mm. I know you showed like said the symptoms, but is there like, I don't know, maybe hearing from someone else, like having that, um said their symptoms people might be able to relate or something yeah definitely definitely um I've definitely had my share of gut health issues in the past um so I guess I really resonate with having a uncomfortably bloated stomach and it was quite painful I carried a lot of water weight so I noticed after particular meals I would just really bloat up everywhere in my body but that was just because my body was holding on to more water and then the next day I would go back to normal 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was also getting a real constant change in bowel movement. So, you know, diarrhea one day, constipation the next, which yes. was really unusual. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then my energy and, you know, uh, concentration were really affected as well. Yeah, I feel like, mm, I think that's like super important if people like actually think that they might, like if they've tried everything and these symptoms like aren't going away, definitely like go to a nutritionist, even like text Molly or something about it because like, mm. yeah, I I have never gone through that myself. I don't think, but I think it's super interesting because yeah, I don't know. I just, I've never been through it, but I see a lot of people like, having these symptoms and I just think they think it's normal but maybe it's actually not so oh yeah exactly exactly and I think it's um it's hard and it can be perhaps a bit of an embarrassing topic to bring up with other people so it's often you know pushed to the side a little bit but as you said I'm always here if anyone wants to message me on Instagram um yeah I'm always here to chat Yeah, that's great. Okay, so I'm actually planning on doing like a whole episode on this in the future. But for those of Mm. the girls that are asking a little bit about it now, like because I am filming it in January, which is quite a while away. But can -hmm. you tell like some like how the question is, how should someone like recover from amenorrhea? So I actually, I'll say this beforehand, I actually did lose my period as well for two years and before Molly actually says Mm -hmm. like how you like to recover it is super important to realize that even though you're having probably the best time of your life because you're not got your period and you're you don't have cramps or anything it's actually can be quite damaging for you in the future so Molly can tell you that but I just thought I'd put that out there beforehand yeah and I think that's um super important to know as well so First, I just want to define hypothalamic amenorrhea for those who don't know what it is. So it's pretty much a condition where your period stops from a, for a long period of time, generally following uh, inadequate diet, under-eating, high-stress environments and or over-exercising. So these, I guess, signal to your body as a form of stress which results in your body stopping your period or your menstruation cycle as it's not seen as a priority when your body is under other forms of stress. And as you just said, Tiana, although it may seem pretty convenient to stop having your period, if it's left ignored or untreated, then it can become an issue in regards to bone health, heart health and fertility in the future. Yeah, that's like, even with me, I think even though I lost it for two years, which I don't know if that's long or not, I'm pretty sure to some people it's a long time, but for some it's like pretty short. Um, Mm. Even though I did. Two years is a pretty long time. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah, that's (laughs) definitely a long time then. I didn't know for sure. But even like losing it for that long, I think that's actually made me more, I don't know how to say this word susceptible to like injuries because of I don't know if it's affected like my bone but I have realized that in the gym like my um 
I have been getting injuries from like maybe some of like the dumbest things like I mm. I don't know if it's like due to that but I think from not having it for two years could that be like why yeah well without going too much into the science and everything behind yeah, exactly. it a lot a lot of the hormones that support your period and that are produced um, while you're menstruating actually help you build your bones and strengthen your bones so particularly if you are in your teenage years or early 20s and you have lost your period this is one the main time for you to lay down the foundations of your bones for the rest of your life so yeah I guess what I'm trying to say is that um if you're not um if you're not having your period or you're not menstruating, then you're not supporting your bone health in that way because the hormones aren't helping you lay down those bone foundations. Yeah, exactly. Um, with that being said mm. as well, I don't know if this is too like specific, but for someone mm. with like that may be on some sort of like birth control or contraception and they have lost their period. Is this, would someone have like the same symptoms or, um, or like after effects because like from losing their period, if they are on contraception, like. Yeah. So that one's a tough one because I guess being on contraception really masks whether you have lost your period or not. And even the bleed you get during the pill, uh, it's not an actual bleed. It's more of a um, false bleed, if that makes sense. It's not your menstruation yeah. uh, or your menstrual bleed. Yeah. So if you are worried about this or about um, not having a regular cycle, then it would be probably a good idea to go see your GP and just check up on everything and make sure everything's okay. Yeah, because I have heard like some bad stuff about like what the pill and stuff can do to your body. I don't know like what your opinions are on it all, but yeah, it's just. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um without going into it too much because yeah. it's a bit of a controversial topic. Yeah, exactly. I think obviously it has its place for sure, but in the end it is a um, false hormones going into your body, I guess, pretty much, and it does affect your hormones for the long term. And I haven't had a great experience with it either. So... Yeah. It really depends on the individual, but I would say if you do have any other options, um, then, yeah, going either non-hormonal or even like a low-dose hormonal contraception such as the Marina would be a better option. Oh, yeah. In so, my opinion. Yeah. Would the like low-dose be like much better than normal amount or is it... Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, this isn't my area yeah, of expertise, exactly. but, so, yeah. but this is what my GP has told me. Um, but the 
Marina is a low dose hormonal contraception method and it's also very localized so if you have the implanon in your arm or the pill then the hormones are going straight into your bloodstream whereas the marina is very localized and generally only affects the uterus from what I know oh okay that's pretty interesting yeah like I guess yeah because I just like heard like different things and I like don't know like what to think about it all but I guess it's interesting hearing your like your opinions on it as well so yeah yeah yeah. I think the best thing to do in that situation is just do your own research um be yeah pretty up to date on the topic and really go into depth with your GP hopefully if you have a good GP you can resonate with and chat with um then that would be a good idea to sort of open up with them about it yeah exactly okay well oh I thought I'd just ask this last like small question um because before wait one second oh yeah go on (laughs) sorry I was just gonna say we didn't go through um I kind of described what it was but I haven't said how to recover yet oh my gosh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oopsies oopsies So um, I guess to begin to recover from hypothalamic amenorrhea, I would say we really need to address the root cause. So whether that's looking at some stress-reducing techniques, improving your diet quality, or maybe slowing down on your exercise. And through working with a health practitioner, such as a nutritionist or dietitian, we can really help you with some of these issues so that you can help you get on back on track with your menstruation yeah I think also it's important though to um take this seriously because I remember when I lost my period you won't believe this I went to a doctor and the doctor was like oh that's normal you just do too much exercise like you'll be fine and I then I just left and oh I was my like gosh I know I left and I was like oh okay ma'am I like because I was so shocked because I typed it up on the internet and I was like I heard so much bad stuff about it and then the doctor was like you're fine Mm. and I was like um okay so for the next year I just didn't have it until like the start of this year I was like oh gosh like I actually want to have kids when I'm older so I may need to start taking this seriously and then like I put on the weight and Mm. I actually couldn't be happier like even though I don't know what it was but even though I have gained weight I genuinely I mean, it may not look like a lot, but to me, it probably has because I've also built heaps of muscle. It's the best thing that happened to me. And mm. I don't even think, I don't even want to like look that skinny anymore. Not that I'm skinny shaming or anything. It was just that I was definitely under eating. So I just don't really want to go back to that anymore. And I guess once you go through it and you actually gain the weight, you actually realize that yourself I guess like you may you may not but that's very important like Mm. shouldn't stress too much about gaining the weight because it it will make you feel better and I guess your health is way more important than your looks of your body so yeah oh yeah exactly exactly I mean that advice that your doctor was telling you is pretty scary (laughs) but exactly so um, if anyone like says that to you please get a second like um opinion because I should have done that yeah definitely definitely it's also always worth getting a second opinion 
Yeah. Um, but I guess also it's, as you said, it's really important to not only focus on uh, your appearance, but also how you're feeling. So you obviously feel a lot healthier as well um, <clears throat> from eating the way you are and from looking the way you are now to when you said you weren't eating properly. So that's probably also contributes to, um, I guess, your body confidence now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I feel a lot confident even though like I used to want to just be like really skinny, but now like I like being strong and I think, think that literally every body type is so beautiful. Like it's really yeah. funny though how social media has like stuffed up like like young girls' perceptions on like the beauty standards. Like I don't know about you because you probably may have been younger, like like my age and may not have been on social media a lot but I guess now that girls like are starting at a very young age like I think I got Instagram when I was in year two like not even gonna lie I swear I did so you can just see how oh my gosh (laughs) yeah I was a bit of a naughty kid I just downloaded it without even asking but yeah oh my god (laughs) yeah so I think it's important though like to just be aware like of how the beauty standards change like especially over time because I don't know they're so like they change so much that you shouldn't focus on like this one like beauty standard because maybe like in a year's time that's going to be completely different like what was it like a few years ago everyone wanted to be like really like skinny and now people want to have big butts or it like it really always changes so yeah yeah exactly and I think the thing you really need to realize is that I guess when I was younger, I, you know, exercised way too much and ate way too little. And even when I was at my lowest weight, I wasn't how I wanted to look. And it's kind of just realising that everyone's body is different at each stage of their journey. So it's really about more comparing, not even comparing, sorry, like, not comparing yourself to other people because you know you're never going to look like the person next to you or the model on Instagram because we're all built differently and that's what makes us so beautiful and so unique yeah I completely agree with that um I think we're soon going to run out of time so what I've started doing is um at the end of every episode basically Mm -hmm. giving like the audience like a chance like not a chance like um a goal for them like during like the next week for them to basically something that might make their week a little bit better like I remember what did I do last week I think oh yeah last week my goal was to basically for them to try like a different workout last week to basically change it up a little bit keep them interested in their like training routine so maybe add in like a skipping workout or a ride or starting weight training for like a workout and I remember Cassie did um eat like one of your fear foods like a few times next like in the week yeah so Mm. if you want you can think about one I need to also think about one I should start planning this before I actually record the episode but (laughs) oh I got one 
Okay, so <laughs> sorry, you can you can think of it whilst I say this one. Okay, my okay, one, my one is if you are if you've basically lost your period and you're not doing anything about it at the moment because you think you're lucky because you're not on your period because no one wants to be on the period. Um, I would take mm-hmm. this week to basically maybe do a little bit of your own research or go see someone about it or just trying to start changing it so that you can get your period again. Like maybe implement some of the tips that Molly just said like a few minutes ago this week. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Um, I think I'm going to do one goal sort of related to gut health. So I want you to introduce one new fruit, vegetable or grain that you haven't tried before into your diet this week. Ooh, I think I'm going to have to do that because I don't know what it is. I always (laughs) eat the same vegetables and like, believe it or not, I'm actually not the biggest fan of fruits. Like, I'll eat them every now and then. Yeah, I know everyone thinks it's so weird, but like I was a very picky eater when I was younger. So um, Uh, I'm so like I'm like I can eat a lot more than I used to, but like I'm still like for some reason I love frozen fruit, but I'm not the biggest fan. Oh yeah. So like it's so weird, but anyway, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna try a new (laughs) fruit maybe because I don't eat a lot of lot of them, and I should start eating more. Like I'm, I'm very, yeah, I eat so many vegetables, but fruits are like the opposite, which is completely different to a lot of people, but I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, definitely. You'll have to let me know what fruit you pick. Yeah. It's like, it's so weird. Like I'm, yeah, I've just, it's funny how I'm the person that made a health account because I was a very picky eater when I was younger, which I like talk all about in like the episode that I just released tonight because yeah, I talked about how, like, I started eating more things again. Like, if you are, like, how Molly said, trying something new and, like, it may be something you don't like, the number one tip that I would have for you is to maybe either, like, put it into basically a recipe. So maybe, like, what I like to do with, like, zucchini and carrot and stuff is, like, shred it up and then put it in a sauce with bolognese and then I don't even taste it and it, that's, like, a perfect way to hide your veggies. Or... um Ooh, yum. Yeah, and then I also like what I did when I used to hate avocado. Like, I don't know how, but I used to hate it. And now, like, I'm actually obsessed with it. I What I did was I'd have, like, the tiniest, tiniest bit on toast. And then I started building it, like, adding more every, like, week. And now I love it. Like, I used to hate it. It's, like, funny, but, yeah. That is funny. Yeah, exactly. So that's my tip if you're trying something new for Molly's goal. Yeah. Actually, I have a tip as well. Yeah. I used to, if there's something that like I've seen in the supermarket and I've never cooked with it before, I would grab it, buy it, take it home and then search on Google, like whatever vegetable or fruit or whole grain it was, recipes, and then go pick something that looks interesting to me. And then so you're not only trying a different vegetable or fruit or whole grain or whatever but you're trying a whole different cuisine and you're learning how to cook it differently and yeah I just think it's a pretty interesting process to go through yeah I actually love that I think I'm gonna gonna have to start doing that I think like I haven't been going 
that much grocery shopping because of COVID. Like we only let one person go at the moment, but I'm definitely going to have to start doing that because yeah, like I said, I'm a creature of habit. I need to try adding more into my diet as well. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, I've had so much fun here, like asking you questions and I think I've learned a lot. So I'm hoping everyone here listening has learned a lot and yeah, I really enjoyed today. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me, Tiana. Oh, that's no worries. And for those of you listening, like Molly said, you can always text her if you need anything, but also make sure to go check her on Instagram. I think it's good egg nutrition. I mean, underscore nutrition. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good egg underscore nutrition. Yeah. So I'll just link that in the show notes down below and maybe like, do you have any other like accounts or anything that they can contact you on or um I guess I've got my Facebook page good egg nutrition um but those ones are the main I guess my Instagram is really the main one that I use to communicate yeah Yeah. okay well thank you so much for coming on and I hope everybody has enjoyed today's episode Beautiful. Thank you so much, Tiana.